Hey, I'm Dennis from This Side of Anarchy, and welcome to Band to Band, my show where I let you in on my getting to know other independent bands that I support on social media and that support me in return. And we get to know each other a little better by answering five questions each. Please hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube or listening on podcasts so you can keep up to date and enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Band to Band, and I'm here with members of Agency Panic. This is so awesome. It's my first interview from people out of the country, which is kind of cool. Um, kind of second to, I received this letter once in the 90s when we're, I was in Society Gone Mad. I sent our album out to either a review or they bought it from Croatia. And they're like, I get a letter back and like, oh yeah, we're in the basement listening to your album and the bombs are going off and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, right. wow, these people are listening to our music and the bombs and stuff are going on. <laughs> so this is definitely exciting. And uh, in this new age, it's really different um, finding people so socially online, social media and everything. It's it's really cool to find new friends and it's, it's a new way of finding people around the world. That's music, man. Yeah, and it's it's funny. My my kids were young. They, people they're all warning them. Oh, don't meet any people online, and you're gonna get all everything's gonna be scary. Something's gonna happen to you. And like, my son now is like, that's all. You, that's the only way you meet people anymore is online. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So uh, for everybody out there, introduce yourselves. Maybe how long you been together how then what how did you guys meet and you know like your story uh instruments you play and stuff like that so do you want to start it yeah i'll let john and tell him how well basically i've known emmett since he was about 15 or that kid is playing in i was actually playing in a different band um and we were in the same the same area boys basically emmett used to hang around with a couple of the lads brothers and uh we used to do rehearsals down there we come in kick the boys out so that's how i know him, how long i know we started with what we're doing now um we must be added about 10 10 year playing around with each other cool. um and uh it's only really what what it ended up happening dennis as you know end up rattling around writing a few tunes and they end up on a computer they start building up you're looking at them building up saying you know we got to get them out there like what's the point of having them sitting on the computer sort of thing so that was where it right. all began and then what happened so i went to university in london because the country went into recession here in ireland mm -hmm. i want wanted to get a there was no work obviously around here, so I got re-educated, went to school, studied sound engineering in West London. And uh, we kept on, I kept on writing material and sending it back and forth, but it was kind of hard. So then I started working as a sound engineer globally, like touring and stuff like that for commercialized bands. I was still doing that until this pandemic hit. So, in the meantime, within those whatever years, we kept on writing material, and I'd come home maybe two or three times a year, and we kept on sending material back and forth, and then we'd come home, and 
Look at this, by the way. One of the best whiskey <laughs> in the world, Laphroaig. Get it on. <laughs> so, yeah, we kept on writing material and slowly recorded it here at home. And uh, now I'm back full time and we're starting to get more material done. But obviously the pandemic is slowing things down because the studios weren't accepting people because of the lockdown here. Right. So now we're kind of getting back on track. And we're trying to make it happen more so, more and more often. And it is, it is, like, it is actually happening. Well, the fact that Robert's home so, and helps as well. So the fact that I'm home full time, it's making things to process a little bit quicker, way quicker. So yeah, I'm, I play all the guitars. I write, I write all the music with John. It's basically me and John that write all the material, and then we got <laughs> some friends that help us come in and make adjustments and a little bit of ideas here and there. Lee, Harvey, Lee and Harvey, Rizzy. Before, um, before Harvey. Harvey is the drummer, Lee is the bass player. Okay. Um, so now we're focusing on getting the next track out. Getting the next track out. It needs to be mixed a little bit more, mastered, and then it'll be released. Hopefully. In the, the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we have another couple of songs. We have another three songs, basically, that need vo- yeah. vocals to be put down and mixed and released and hopefully we can get those they're pretty much in the can already like tracked and all in the studio so yeah so yeah the process is slow as you see we don't do time dennis we've been late for the interview yeah <laughs> getting stuck <laughs> on, the river on a boat doesn't really help without fuels yeah <laughs> and um what else can we say so the scene here in ireland is I don't know what the scene is in Ireland. I haven't really lived here in a long time. I've been living in Miami for the last few years on and off due to work. Obviously, I do stints of like two months work, then a month off or six weeks off. And then mm. I would back here again. And yeah, it's a bit of a, a different time for me. It's a weird way we were putting it together, basically, Dennis. Yeah. yeah. But it's happened. How did the name come about? The name, believe it or not, comes from the term um, agency panic was a psychological term used for conspiracy theories. Um, it was like you suffer from agency panic. Mm, right mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, and after seeing it, I kind of reversed it back to more so um, your own agency. So panic your own self agency. So basically open your fucking eyes. Probably that's why I connected with you and your music. The same mindset, you know. I mean, your lyric, your lyrical content and stuff will be pretty similar to where we're in and around, like in subject matter. So, you know, where I'm coming from on that page. So that's where the name came from. Basically, to panic your your self agency. Yeah, it's and you bought and and the domain was purchased by John's friend, right? Maybe about. Even before we became Agency Panic, it was like years before that. He just mm. bought, he actually bought the head of steam. So it was almost like fate, if you want to call it. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so. Right, I'll give you an old bell there then. You have some qu- John has some questions after for you, Dennis. Yeah, let's get your first question. Well, why you were growing up, right? Um, obviously, you're you're the same vintage as, as myself almost. 
Mm-hmm. When you're growing up, what, what was your genre like? Was it always punk, or was there a, you know, did you have something else that got you too punk? Was it, or do you even have any little dirty little secrets like you're into jazz or? <laughs> you know, is there anything in there hiding that we don't know about? Oh yeah, this? oh yeah, definitely. I mean, early on there, there was there was no punk in the in the early early seventies, so. <laughs> All right, Dennis. You're in the 60s, you know. You're BP, are you, Dennis? But growing up, it was mainly the 60s, 70s, kind of heavy rock. And, you know, everything from Beatles to big band to classical to classic rock. I mean, I've always had a wide range of genres. And... When the thing that always sticks in my mind when people ask this question is, you know, my dad used to like uh, Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, and they did a song called uh, Zorba the Greek, and it's just got that that punk, and it's got that 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 still that still sticks with me, you know, and yeah. and then then it kind of comes down to be a slow part, and then it so slowly builds up, and it's like. It's going, and it's like, so it's just from my childhood that kind of stuck. And then once I started hearing more punk, it kind of reinforced that. And just, just, uh, Dead Kennedy, Dead Kennedy's 70s, Dead Kennedy's was early 80s. Yeah, it would have been the kid shirt. The Sex Pistols would have been kicking it off in the early yeah, and yeah, 70s. 76, 77 was the Sex Pistols. You know, sure. I, I, I was a real young one back then still, and just hearing about it on the news, you know. Born in 76, Sid, Sid Vicious, you know, slashing himself and everything, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was all scared and everything. <laughs> Everyone was. Uh, and then later on, it was like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so you just latched on punk then from that from pretty much the 80s on yeah probably just after the mid 80s is when when i really started into punk because I, I was in a bunch of rock bands and then kind of slowly got into heavier music like you know anthrax yeah. and metallica and slowly the trash uh, then, the then slowly getting into the thrash and then metallica anthrax and sod was really cool stormtroopers of death and then uh you know dead kennedys and circle jerks is what really got me turned on to it Bones. and then and on from there just kept building and building and i, I just liked the 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 energy and the quick songs i mean i like songs not too much more than a minute and a half you know, just like a burst of energy and boom, you're done. I like, I, I like say, saying what you want to say, getting it out, and that's it. It's like, here right. it is. <laughs> Sleep back in time. <laughs> what about a holiday in Cambodia? <laughs> yeah. That was a classic. Yeah, definitely was. Pretty well written songs, too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the, the ones on In God We Trust are really good. That, that was my first real favorite band, or favorite album. So you you were in L.A. all of this time when this scene was happening too? No, I was um, I was in Ohio until I was 18. Then I went in the Air Force, and I was in South Dakota for a while. That's where I got my first band, and we played um, just a variety of music, all, you know, from pop to metal to to a couple punk songs even. Okay. And then and then after the Air Force, I went back to Ohio. I was in a metal band for a while. And then, I, I don't know, I've always had this calling to be in the Southwest somehow. So I put out some resumes for, you know, a job, and I got one in L.A. The sunshine, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> sunshine on the beach. <laughs> Cool. So in in uh in the late '80s, I, I've been here since the late the late '80s, and then I would in in LA. Yeah, putting putting uh putting the ad in the paper in late '80s and got in a band called Society Gone Mad, and we just toured from we just maybe locally California from San Francisco to San Diego, basically. We never we never went out of California, but. We did like five albums, and we all did them ourselves, and paid for everything. And I had okay. my own my own label for a while. It was harder back then to do that. It's saying it is now, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's similar, but it's just different. I mean, it's there's advantages and disadvantages of everything. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like the distribution end of it now was a lot easier nowadays. Like. Yeah. C- considering you're talking to us in County Wexford, Ireland, like you know what I mean, and we've actually heard your music. If it had it been back when we were even growing up, we wouldn't have probably even known who this side of anarchy is. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh, but yeah, back then I don't know. You uh, there there was you know fanzines and stuff. And oh, and people people put you know we sent our album out for reviews and it was just a different mode of different mode of way of getting it out you'd have to give to your fanzine but now it, it it's it's an advantage that you can touch everybody and the disadvantage is that you have to contact everybody you know what I mean it's just like there's so much you have to do in social media that sometimes it's like I want to write me write my music and I got to promote it. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to do everything. It's almost 50-50, isn't it? You have to say, like, we didn't even realize how hard it was. Just as you're saying, contact people. You're just always on the go, tipping, tipping. But sure, people forget you to live your life at the same time. You know what I mean? I, I detest social media to a point. The way you're drawn into it, you have to interact with it too. Now, don't get me wrong, it's daily connect with people and stuff. But as you as you've just said, like, you're trying to promote stuff. You're trying to tip away. You're trying to keep in contact with people. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of hours out of your day if you were to. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What do you think yourself? Pardon? What do you think yourself? Yeah, I mean it's definitely, you know, especially with a regular job too. 
regular yeah, job, yeah. come home and you're tired and you got to write music, you got to keep up on the social media and and family and house yeah, and grandkids. <laughs> <Thank> congratulations. <laughs> So yeah, we used to play. So we used to play in multiple cover bands and stuff here as well. It's strange because we used to have a a, a grunge kind of. There's a lot of grunge feelings here in this neck of the woods here. So a lot of the Seattle scene attracted a lot of us here. So there was a lot of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, Allison Chains cover bands, and mm-hmm. I actually played in a Primus cover band for a couple of years too, and that was a great, pretty good, successful kind of thing. That was really interesting. Pretty far out music for this neck of the woods too. They're from San Francisco, I believe. Yeah, uh, Primus. Oh, I can't remember who they're from. Yeah. Could probably. But yeah, so you've been in LA all this time. You've seen the changes happening throughout the eighties to the nineties. What's I mean? What's it like to live there now? Um, it's hipster yeah it's I mean in some aspects it's the same and in some aspects it's different it's just I I don't like them you know intruding in our lives too much it's just like they want to intrude in everybody's life and it's just uh, I don't know people people like um, and it just annoys me people like to uh, they want people they want to control the people to ride bikes is what they want to do they're like and like LA is so big how's people going to ride bikes so what they do is they have take a two lane road and they make it one lane and they put a bike lane there and take one away and so then all the cars are like backed up and you're like I'm like okay and you got like three people trying to ride a bike and you got two thousand people trying to get on the street and like well what's going on here it's like <laughs> yeah and you know, most in most big cities when you want to do something to your house you're supposed to pay the city and get a permit and I'm like well I just want to replace my water heater can I just, re- can I just replace my water heater are you, are you serious serious supposedly you're supposed to get a permit and you got to pay the city like 80 bucks or something to to make sure it's okay and make sure it's all right and you're like are you kidding me I, I thought I own my house can I can I just work on my house and fix put my put, put a water heater in <laughs> I mean, I, nobody, hardly anybody does it, but it's still, <laughs> it's still a rule. <laughs> it's an expensive country to live in as well, right? Or in that yeah. state, especially. Oh, yeah. LA is really expensive. It's definitely got more expensive since the 90s. I, I got, I got really lucky that I got in at the bottom end in the, yeah. in the, in the early 90s. And then now it's, it's just crazy. You can't afford anything. I mean, I couldn't afford to live here if I wanted to. I mean, if I was moving here now, there, there's no yeah. way. Even Joe Rogan is getting out. That's how expensive it is. He's got a hundred million deal with Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So are you are you playing are you playing lots of music and stuff right now with bands and stuff too, are you? Right now it's just me right now. Um <clears throat> I'm doing some collaboration with a couple people. Barmicide and uh and he's doing the drums right now. He he's he's gonna send them over hopefully this weekend. So well, um, shout out to Vince <laughs> boy. <laughs> Good guy, no fairness. Yeah, I just got my water. Too early for me. Of course, Slauncher. We'll uh, we'll make up for it with the uh, the scotch. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're busy enough making your own stuff. Can't they go on? Yeah, and it's just hard finding. Even though LA is so big, it's 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 kind of hard finding people that. Want to do the same thing, mm -hmm. and I I don't know I kind of think being a little bit of the older generation that uh, most of the kids are going to be younger and they got different things going on. So what what about the, the music has shifted as well to the point like my kids yeah. to rebel to rebel yeah. against me. Kids don't like rock at all. Yeah, into the singer songwriter stuff and you know. So that was that's how my kids rebelled against me. <laughs> it was the opposite way around. We we all went heavier against our parents when we were kids. We keep on getting you're the older I get, the heavier. Oh well, yeah, actually I'm the same. Yeah. Do you find that, Dennis? As you're getting older, you're are you getting more cantankerous? Is it is it because we've been around the block that many times? I get. I think so. We just get the pain in the heart, looking at the same shit going on and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. You just start becoming wise, but isn't it amazing that it's only when you're about thirty-ish that you actually start realizing that it's all a little bit harsh. You know? <laughs> yeah. You probably don't understand some of this lingo, do you? Some of this. When John says deadly, or we say deadly, it means awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the the, the different Sorry. slangs, the different slangs yeah. in the country is kind of you have to figure out what they are sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you ask away anything you want to know, brother. Just we'll we'll fill you in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. As I've gotten older, it's uh, I've gotten heavier and more angry at at certain things, and and I did, but I definitely um, it doesn't last as long. I don't have the energy anymore. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm tired. So we put it into songs, so we don't have to keep doing it over and over again. The song that you do for us. <laughs> oh yeah, you will get that way, all right. So, talking about the music scene in LA, so all of the. The classic venues like the Troubadour and the, all these places. Did you, did, 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 did you grow? Did you grow up amongst? Not grow up. But were you hanging about at that time? Yeah, yeah. And we played the whiskey. Okay. With, with no means no, I believe. And. Uh, you not remember? <laughs> what were you doing that night, Dennis? <laughs> No, uh, one of my friends, he's he's really he's really hard on me because you know, it's just the way I am. I think even my wife, she's like, you don't remember that? I mean, I don't know. I I do something, 
and it's in the past. I was like, I don't need to remember that anymore. It's it's like, it's 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 a memory thing or something. It or I'm always looking ahead, and I'm hardly ever looking behind. Uh, and I've told this story before, but uh, I was archiving some stuff from Society Gone Mad, and I was scanning an interview, and I, I was reading it, and I'm mentioning that we're we're played with show the show with with Di in Riff in Riverside, and I'm like I have no I still don't remember playing a show with Di. It's just like some sometimes the other the other problem I think I have is. I'm going around doing everything and taking care of things because I was like the guy that did the stuff. Right. That's why they, that's why they, they, they called me Gramps. That's one of my nicknames was Gramps because I was, I was like the older. Even though I was 20s, they called, they called me Gramps because I was like taking care of everything, doing all the record label stuff, doing all the promotion, doing all the doing everything. So I'm all busy doing everything and I don't think I took time to enjoy like being able to play with DI, I'm like. <laughs> so when all completely. So yeah, just like. But yeah, uh, yeah, we played the the club lingerie. Played places in downtown LA and Riverside and. Did, did you ever see Guns N' Roses up when they were back in the day when they were coming up with the first album and stuff, Appetite for Destruction? No. I was never really a fan for some reason. They, they never okay. really appealed to me. Never done it for you. Duff McKagan was a was a he's a punk head, punk, isn't he? Punk head, wasn't he a lot? Uh, I think so. Yeah, you're more of the underground. Right. Yeah. The underground, underground. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, where, that's where the deal. The underground of the underground. That's like the Melvins. That was like the Melvins. You know, the Melvins also were always like that. You know, they had a pretty cool yeah. perspective on doing their career path. I'll tell you who was underground. The Grateful Dead were underground. That's the Grateful Dead. <laughs> they were under underground. They they weren't on the on on the edge. They were off the ledge. But uh, if you were to spend right your last night on Earth, Dennis, right mm-hmm. at dinner. Three people, past or present, celebrities, right? Be it artists, painters, I don't know, anyone, writers, creative, anyone creative, who would it be if you're picturing it? Oh, probably Mozart, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, and, 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 (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine what that dinner would have been like. And, uh, yeah, I was asked this question before. I have no idea, but uh, the only one I can think of was Mountains of Felix Papalardi. Pa- Papalardi. Who's this? You ever hear from? You ever hear a band called Mountain and Leslie West from the seventies? No. No. Uh, they had a song called Mississippi Queen. On Mississippi Queen. Don't you know what I mean? No. Anyway, anyway, he, he's a he played bass on there, and he he was he was a good producer for a while in the seventies, and sometimes in the seventies it was hard to get a good full bass sound, you know, because of the because of the technology. But yeah. his bass 
the way he recorded that on on his album is just like man it's just uh, i want to see how he did that way back then in that, <laughs> in that era. do you think it boils down to equipment or the studios well it's a combination obviously probably a combination and the person you know and his ears and you know just yeah. experimentation is just it takes everything yeah in fairness the guy who mixes over so He's he's unreal. He really has he really has the air for it. Like and it's like a little home studio that we do our stuff in, like and what we're even pulling out of it like is beyond belief. Like. The drum sound he pulls out is pretty, pretty punchy. Absolutely savage. Like. So we're lucky on that part. Like he's like he's like the third member almost he's like a member in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Hello. Solicitor, we get lots of solicitors here. Oh well, yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we discarded that a little bit in Ireland. Well, we're we're not too bad. Yeah. <sighs> the three people you'd have a for dinner: Mozart, and Lemmy. Now I can imagine that. I'd like to actually sit in on that one. That sounds like really bad. Ah, Lemmy was something else. Like, let's be honest. What about the Rainbow Bar? He'd always get to have a seat in the Rainbow Bar in um, LA, right? Yeah, actually, I've, you know how it is. I don't know if you know how it is, but where you live, you don't go there, you know? You're like, <laughs> and only for tourists. I've seen uh, Ron Jeremy in there a couple of times. Mm. <laughs> he was pretty uh, eccentric. I'm sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you ever see that documentary on Netflix with Lenny when he's, before he died? Uh, basically I, yeah. The, yeah. Rat, the, mm-hmm. the collection of uh, army army memorabilia and tanks oh, and yeah. books, yeah. books and oh, yeah. man, that's absolutely awesome. brilliant. Yeah. Fairness. So Mozart won't be able to hear what you're saying, though, right? Was that Beethoven? Or was that Beethoven? Beethoven was deaf. Yeah. Beethoven was Yeah. How fucking crazy was that? But anyway, that's a different subject. <laughs> so now that you're a granddad, right? congratulations again on that one. All right, thank you. Um, I can empathise with the age thing and all, right? As we were, as we were just, we just been. John saying, keeps but, on bringing up his age all the time. Right, but do you think? Do you think all of us that are making us that little? When we go to on a, on a musical side, like, do you think it makes us that little bit wiser as opposed to you know life? You've been around the block, as we've just said. You think it helps with actually putting your stuff down? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, the vehicle, like to get it yeah, out. As we I mean, it. I mean, it should. Hopefully, we get wiser as the older we are. It's you would hope so. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> We're here to have a bottle of whiskey so far, anyway. And how long? <laughs> no, Dennis. No, I'm never giving in. <laughs> uh, so, have you found the whole social media thing? You know, the like the little network that we're all in. Like the reason that we even talk, we're even talking to you now. Like that, we all got connected. Demon Scar, Creep Scene, Pharmacy. As we've just been talking about, Vincey. You know what I mean? Everybody that's around, like um, yeah. 
I could give a shout out to about a hundred people on here, like, and even even like some of the stations, like uh, Rock and Rise or TFSC Radio with Ali or with uh, Midnight Fury on Met Mayhem or any any of the, you know what I mean? Have you have you found the social media thing? I mean, it's it's been really awesome. It's it's really nice to uh, fellow artists and and people in the radio stations, you know, like to support each other, and it's, it's just. Yeah. It's the word out, and and I just hope the only thing I kind of worry about is um, getting it out beyond that. It's like sometimes it seems like everybody likes each other, and everybody, but we're only we're on our little own little circle, and everybody's promoting each other, and everybody's listening to each other, but yet does it does it, does it go out? <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're saying, yeah. And it's like, oh, I like, like what you're doing. Oh, I like what you're doing. Oh, yeah, we we all like each other, but is it really going anywhere? Sometimes you you, you just wonder. That's <laughs> it. Like, well, that's true as well. Like, we're even still getting people, like, people have maybe hearing The Middle, which was our last release, and that's bringing them back to panic that they hadn't heard or whatever. Like, so I found that has happened a good bit as well. So it's, it's mad the way it kind of happens because your song kind of, you know, you, you've forgotten about your song, we'll say, and the next thing it gets a little cycle of people, new people listening to it, new people hearing it, and then you're hoping yeah. from there maybe the butterfly effect happens and it kind of spreads out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But even connecting with different bands, getting different perspectives, you know, even if you yourself, for instance, right, you do everything yourself. That's just mm-hmm. crazy. So yeah. not only playing all the instruments, but you're also coming up with all the music at the same time, but Creep scene the same, pharmacy the same, mm-hmm. David Hesky is the same. There's you know what I mean? I could keep the chaises the same. I could keep naming artists that are on Twitter that are all yeah. you know what I mean, Jazz Patterson, there's bands out there that are all doing it themselves, like if you get me, but whereas mm-hmm. even though we are a band, it's amazing how you are even doing it all on your own. How do you find that process even? Um I, I like it, but sometimes I miss the collaboration. Right. But that's, but that's what, you know, I'm trying to, I'm working it out with Pharmacide and I'm doing one with uh, John Warwick. So, so yeah, I'm seeing how that's going to work, but I think it's still, it's still, The chemistry is is something too when you have somebody physically there and you're jamming yeah. and, and playing and you're like feeding off each other but you know if i write something and send it to somebody else and they they do something and, you know send it back and it, it just it doesn't have that same that same live kind of interaction interaction yeah and, but well, we are casting spells right like it is magical <laughs> You know what I mean? It's easier to do it when we're in a room together. It's almost like yeah. if me and something, there's almost a third person in the room. And mm-hmm. he, he's undecided, I'm undecided, but between that third person, it, it seems to come to fucking get her. Do you know what I mean? Right. right. But uh, if, when, you're bouncing, when you're bouncing stuff back and forth, as you're saying, like even with the likes of us, like I could come up with a melody and he'd give me an idea that would be off. You know what I mean? Completely left field to what I'm at, but it might work like. Whereas we're the very same. I, he could play something and I go, hold on, what was that? He just did. Do you know what I mean? And right. you right. catch it. Like, so I know what you're saying, as in when you're physically there with people. 
like bouncing back and forth is grand, but does it lose, as you're saying, that little bit of magic, a little bit of uh, chemistry? Present. Yeah, presence. That's it. Like, yeah, the presence is Yeah, but it's still, it's just. But then doing it yourself I, must be mental because you're you're doing something. You get stuck. What are you doing? You're bouncing off the wall. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you're on your own. So you're probably saying it to the missus, are you? What do you think of that? What do you think of that? Or, or is she sick? Listen to you like my missus. <laughs> yeah, my missus doesn't... Uh, she's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> what the hell is that? Noise. What's all that noise? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she she likes the lyrics and the and the meaning from all the songs, but the rest of it is, is like... <laughs> yeah, it's too, too the same for me, but... Yeah, I bounce it off. Um, my son sometimes will. He's he's got a pretty wide range too. He he's he's he likes he likes huh? Is your son a drummer? Yeah, he 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 was for a while, but he's kind of given that up and gone to the i racing thing. But he's actually a drummer and he's played guitar and he's played bass and he's kind of he's kind of got. He kind of got everything, and my other son got nothing. He's like almost not yeah. even into me. He's like not even into music, hardly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's mad how your kids can be like, different. Like in the car, I don't think he listens to music. And I'm like, well, how can you even not listen to this? <laughs> He's just got a quiet car. <laughs> I probably not listen to that punk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that's you. That's on you. You mainly go to him then as your reference point. Yeah, I. I and then uh, sometimes uh, I still am in touch with some of the, my old band members. I'll send them a song and say, you know, especially the especially the drums, because I kind of try to pattern my drums after our drummer that was in Society Gone Mad. I kind of imagine the way he would play and kind of, kind of, because that's because I've been listening to tracks right and fair kudos to you fucking drums are amazing like for the fact that you program them, like it's just crazy like different beats different stops brilliant how do you come up with that you program all this yourself yeah you program tennis programs on yeah. the drums it's well it's basically midi the 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 i use the the uh cakewalk by band lab uh yeah software it, and it, it used to be sonar it comes with um session drummer three it just comes with a bunch of drum kits, and they the one I use is the Led Zeppelin kit. Where I mean, they took his kit or a kit like his and just recorded it. I guess supposedly yep. in a in a um, castle, you know, hits oh, the bass know. drum, hits the, the bass drum. When, when the levee breaks, yeah, we know that this uh, this uh, specific house, yeah, it was quite an yeah. iconic uh, sound. Yeah. And you know, so, so they've got each drum, and basically, it's you just program them in from there. You, you, it's just MIDI. You, it's just MIDI information. You just tell it when to hit, how hard to hit, and how often to hit. It's just like it's all quantized. It's all quantized and time for this. Yeah, you, you, you can do either. You, you actually don't want it too quantized because then it sounds robotic. No. Not natural, you've not natural grooving. So that, so that's that's the trick. You 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 want it semi quantized, but not perfect. Especially especially the especially the 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 hits. You don't yeah. want every hit being the same 
because that, that sounds totally robotic. You got a really very quiet, loud, louder. You know, you just got a really. Mhm. Mm and then the it also comes with just some basic beats that real drummers have done on a on a kit, and yeah. then they've converted it to MIDI. And you know, I'll create something and then. I'll go through some of the pre-done beats, you know, it's just one bar beat and you just drag it and it's just however much you want. And then you can add, I want to kick here, here instead of there, or, you know, just, just adjust it. And I'm like, I can just, I cannot play one bit. And my son really hates it when I think I can on my air drums, but, <laughs> but, but I can imagine it and, know what I want to do and know what it needs what know what it needs to do but I couldn't play that on a drum kit if you paid me a zillion dollars <laughs> and in regards to the bass like what in, what kind of bass are you playing and what kind of amp are, are you playing through um my the the bass on my later stuff I just got a, a Rickenbacker I finally this nice. it's the one I really I really wanted to get one of those, and I finally got one like maybe three, four years ago. Right. Yeah, because of Lemmy. Lemmy. Because of Lemmy and Getty Lee. I like the old Getty Lee bass from uh, the 70s. Your microphone in the same position as Lemmy. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the way up there. Brilliant. I yeah. actually and, see... Uh, all my amps are... are um, uh, modeling amps on the on the computer. Yeah. What modeling software is that? I'm using Amplitube. Okay. Good. You have what's one you have? I have because I listen to I listen to like very very heavy kind of dark metal like Meshuggah, mm -hmm. Sweden and stuff like that. So I like the tone that they use in their guitars. So I've bought software that had called Neural DSP for the tones that they have, and they specify in particular dark tones and heavy tones also. So that's what I've been using a lot lately. But again, we we use uh, the analog side of things. I'm going through a Mezzabugi, a triple rectifier. So it's quite a classic metal. Kind of tone, and um, I've got a an SG that has a Seymour Duncan in it, and the Seymour Duncan pickup in it is lethal. It sounds aggressive, but the tone is real warm in it. You know, really, really. I can't really put it down. Actually, the story behind it is kind of crazy. So I worked for ACDC for a few years, touring and whatever, as a sound tech, mm -hmm. and obviously Angus was around all the time, and then I purchased like this SG. And I got Angus to sign it. Cool. And then I started playing it. And then I couldn't stop playing it because the tone sounded so good. So now I've got this SG with Angus Young's signature on the side, but I covered it up with a seed, like clear plastic, so that I don't rub off. I don't oh, rub yeah. off the signature and stuff. But I, I shouldn't really be doing it, to be honest. I shouldn't just, really be playing it. I shouldn't really be on the wall. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, let's be honest about you. You may just go by him over SGD. Yeah, I need to take out that pickup. You'd be pissed on me, you just rub it off. Yeah, I need to. I need to. Uh, but again, the tone that we have through the SG and the Mezzabugi is 
Second to none, basically. You know, you know, really good. So that's the tone that we work on, and we use uh, our bass players playing through a work. And then, I don't know. I don't know what bass he's gone through now. I don't know what type of amp he's using. He used to play through amp like classic, obviously. You know, he used to have that four, no, eight by twelve cab. It was like a coffin, <laughs> trying to. Trying to, to fucking get that around. Trying to lug <laughs> that fucking thing around. As you know, like a fridge. Yeah. It literally yeah. was a refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Harvey now, Harvey, the drummer that we have, is. What's he using? That guy is. He's, he's, he can play anything and make it sound good, really. So the snare that we're using now of our friend's studio is a, a DW snare. It's like, oh, it was a, I think it was a secondhand snare he bought. The studio guy just for, to sound out the snare man. It's like a solid, it's like a steel, a complete steel, super heavy, really, really heavy snare. So we we really want to keep our hands on that sound. And then he has a twenty-four inch kick that we want to Harry keep, has keep on, on our hands as well. He has it too. But the guy himself, as a as a musician, is just pretty um, savage, black and white, straightforward. You know, savage. So the time we. I think we've started to specialise in, in tone and sound more so just as much as the songs, you know. I think it's fifty percent of the music songwriting. And then fifty percent trying to get it sounding. You know. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of mixing that goes on and as you know, like we, it's taking us forever to get a fucking song. We like, do so. we do a lot of mixing and stuff like that and we, we know what we want to sound like, but trying to get that sound is uh basically then int- it's, intricate at times. Basically, the way we look at it is we're going to be doing it once, so we try to get this fucking bang on every time as much as yeah. we can. One. I'm sure as we're happy with it then, that's the main thing. Like, after that, then you just let it go to the eater and see what happens. Yeah. Definitely. But there's a lot of bands out there that don't see that side, it seems. They don't specialize. Sound they, they don't look at the sound side of things. Maybe it's because I studied audio. A, li- a little bit too, and I just like to. You're sure. in the arse about it, basically. I I basically piss everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I think sometimes <laughs> it, it, it can be detrimental sometimes because you, you think a certain way and you but can't think really, out, out of the box sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but you end up going sometimes you see Dennis, you can end up going down fucking rabbit holes. You know what I mean? You end up going down the yellow brick road and find a fucking Alice down there, like you know. So, as you know yourself, the more the more you put things, you can put your things as well. Yeah, we've, like we've, music we've, like we've destroyed music as well. And we've Over that, like, you know what I mean? We've actually butchered stuff as well. Like, so, you know yourself, it's a learning process. Like, you learn as you go along. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the modeling, the, the software that you model amplification is, is pretty, um, what would you say? It's more concrete. It feels sometimes, but again, it's not completely natural. Yeah. So, in fairness to you, you do have that natural feel on drums. Like that's what I was wondering. Like, how the fuck you even? I've never heard anyone program drums so well. Like, <laughs> sound, no, but you know what I mean. Like, you, you've got the groove yeah. in it, but they're still programmed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <clears throat> so let me get that to go. <sighs> Sorry, we're just rolling a peasant cigarette here. 
<laughs> Cigarettes don't cost six dollars over here. They cost about fifteen dollars. So we're smoking cheap early. Wow. But um, yeah, that's basically the the top. The, the gear and the, the stuff we use. The like. gear that we use, yeah. But um, what else are we going to mention here? So I know it's probably a hard question, but what's Ireland like? Because <laughs> you know where you live, you don't know how to explain it. So uh, I see, I've seen the, the the one show with uh, Norm Reedus. Have you ever seen that show where he goes around on a motorcycle? I think he went to Ireland once. It was kind of interesting. Really? You've never been there? No. Would you like to come? <laughs> Anytime, anytime, I'll put you up. Anytime you come to Wexford, we'll see you good. Bring the bring the wife with you and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I've never been never been out of the states. Oh, really? Okay. Except for uh, Mexico. Stint, uh, stint to Niagara Falls in uh, Canada. That's about the only. Uh, out of oh the yeah. That's quite, <laughs> quite a spectacular view. So last weekend. I haven't lived here for 10 years due to work and uh, going to school and whatever. I went up to the north west of Ireland, a place called Donegal, and it's one of the most spectacular places I've ever been to in the world. And I've done quite a bit of traveling with work and stuff as well, touring and whatever. It was really picturesque, extremely picturesque, you know, and it's not really touched, it's, really, it's untouched completely. Oh, so, cool. um, I didn't believe that the beauty was here as much until I went up there the last, the last, the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the place in the Wicklow Mountains, that's like an hour away from Dublin, the capital city. So there's a lot of really beautiful places here. Ireland is a great country. With the weather, if you get the wet, if you get the weather. Yeah. Our weather is, but that's the thing about it as well, because of the weather, it's very, it's, it's not too hot, not too cold. It's just kind of in the middle all the time. San Francisco. Yeah, now, yeah the, the winters can be a little bit nippy you now at times, maybe around Without December, January, you know what I mean? And it's dark mm-hmm. at about four o'clock in the evening. And, uh, but as far as even if you want to bring kids up, food, your food, quality. like the quality of food. Grass-fed, everything is grass-fed. All everything. Guys, all of you guys in America are like charging enormous money for grass head fucking meat and that's just literally it is the way we eat meat over here like it's, yeah. it, there is no way, you know what i mean the same yeah. with pork same with the pork so food wise countries unreal and um, location sure it's unreal as far as population sure what there's about four and a half million in the country a lot of leg room bar- you know same as everywhere the cities are pretty well <laughs> built up but you can go out and out in the outskirts and it's absolutely unreal He's saying about the, the picturesque views. Excellent. Yeah. Give, I mean, it a, give it a ten. A bar, give it a nine out of ten. I take the percent away for for the people that run the place because the fucking monkeys. Other than that, for sure. Couple of we we all have that in common, Dennis. We're all we're all been run by fucking monkeys. You know what's really good here? Spuds. Spuds. <laughs> you know you know what the spud is, Dennis. Yeah. The spuds. Spuds are the way to go. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's, it's, we got a hot hot spot here or a a hot thing here today or this week. It's gonna be like 110 in the valley. 
Alison Celsius, John doesn't understand what Fahrenheit is. <laughs> Yeah, neither do you. Probably don't know what Celsius is. <laughs> yeah, I know what Celsius is. You're taking out the converter, I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like uh, 35 or something, is it? No, 110 is 43. Fuck Jesus, no. man. Forget about it. Get... Jesus. Well, there's no humidity there on the, on, the, on the West Coast, though, right? I, I, actually, at times there is because they get uh, hurricanes down south in Mexico and the moisture comes up and that's what we got right now. We got some humidity too. Right. So it's, it's, it's bad when, when that moisture comes up and we get the humidity and the temperature. It's it's crazy. Yeah. There's lashing rain here anyway, by the way. I lived, in, I lived in Miami and the humidity there is like... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Too much at times, you know, but the winter time there was amazing. It was perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Winter time is probably. Even the water yeah. was still warm. Yeah. Yeah. I spent time in uh, Biloxi, Mississippi, which is almost near there. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's, it's kind of similar weather. Gets humid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't be out for that. Yeah. The Irish people here. I'm not able, so they had a summer. I heard they had a summer here in 2018. <laughs> two months of no rain, and what was it like 30s or something? No, that was in the high 20s, 29s, 29, and 28, 29s. And it was every day now, Dennis. Come on, like Dennis, we don't mind the good weather. We're not fucking, we're not lizards. Like, come on. <laughs> there was so much complaining going on here. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I heard it from my mother. He was, he was here and he was going, I'd be freezing if I was at home now, he was saying to me. I really wanted to get home, but I was on tour with Guns N' Roses for that whole time in the US, and the US was just on fire at that stage as well. So yeah, <laughs> but Ireland is definitely a... Definitely a spot to come, man. You, you can get a chance to come over here on holidays, I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Oh. You'll have the... You know, if we cool. get rid of this COVID stuff, that is... Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Crazy. It's a, it's a direct flight from San Francisco and LA to Dublin as well through Aer Lingus. It's reasonably priced at six hundred bucks return. Yeah, what is? Ain't bad. So, I would recommend Ireland. America, what's America like that? Because we've, we've <laughs> all we're getting over here really is what, what the media is feeding us. So what is America like? It's on fire. Yeah, right? you can't trust the media. Definitely never trust the media. <laughs> I I just traveled to back home and then to see my parents and my grandparents and people are just regular. I mean, you can't trust the media. People are just normal people, take care of each other. Most of them are nice, saying, oh, excuse me, and, you know, helping people, helping them out. Yeah. So everything over here is basically, look, I know America's a big place, like your Jesus. Ireland would only fit would fit into Texas, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? That's how small yeah. Ireland. Oh, Ireland. Yeah. yeah. It's like probably well, fifty-two states in one fucking. You know what I mean? Might be fifty-two countries or fifty-one countries in the one state. And you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. so. It's just so vast and so so many different kinds of people, different kind of cultures, and it's it's. That's it's awesome. That's what Sorry. I like about it. Where do you do your grocery shopping? 
Pardon? Where do you do your gross groceries? Uh, just place called Ralph's and well we kind of we have to spread it out because you know people have different prices and stuff so just we go to Target and Walmart and Ralph's and just I'm shopping there already yeah, about 20 shops here where are we going now where are we going now what about Aldi you got Aldi right over there right now yeah Aldi yeah they're actually clean up here they're making up <laughs> over in the world I think especially Europe oh yeah yeah, I think they're just starting over here, and at least in LA, past few years. Yeah, cool. Where else would you suggest that's a good place to hang out in the US? Not like all of the northwest coast is having a tough time now by the media over here, right? Like Seattle and all, and Portland. What's, what's going on? What's, Portland, what's what going? is the story in Portland? What's happening up in that neck of the woods? Yeah, I don't know what's happening in Portland. It's it's just crazy. It's, <clears throat> some guys just want to take over, I guess. Warlords. But the fact that the police are even just standing by, just said. I I I know. I, I don't get that. It could be just another agency panic. my friend. Yeah. Could be a conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory there. Who knows? <laughs> how, do you, how do you fit in that in that word, Dennis? <laughs> yeah, who knows? There's so much going on. It's hard to trust anybody anymore. So that's. Well, that's right. You don't need your arse from your elbow. Let's be honest about it. It, yeah. you're hearing that many different conflicting even even if you take the covid thing for instance like wear masks don't wear masks in europe here for instance like you had england for instance that they, they didn't go into lockdown then they went into lockdown they didn't go into lockdown you've all you know what i mean here you can go into a restaurant without a mask if you're going to do your grocery shopping you have to wear a mask you don't know you don't know what's right and what's wrong it's uh yeah. what's the word Flux, fluctuating all, fluctuating all over the place, all but I reckon it looks like we're going into another lockdown now. The second phase is starting to hit them over here. Like some some regions have started to hit lockdown already. Like three three regions have hit lockdown. Three counties last, like last week. Lee, Shockley, and Kildare have been shut down. So here we go again. All the businesses and all restaurants. And we still haven't hit winter. Waiting for winter to hit. Here, like we get flu pandemic. You know, everyone gets the flu. We're going to get the flu like we always do. Every this is seasonal. I, I know, I know. And they, they, they push this cases thing. It's like, okay, people are gonna get it. So, yeah. Wouldn't would wouldn't the most important thing to be how many people have died from it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care how many cases. I don't care how many cases got it. Five billion people could get it, and fifty thousand. Fifty thousand died. So, like, okay, so more people die what of the do? flu. <laughs> Two hundred thousand a year, isn't that worldwide? Yeah, I know. It, it's and and it, you know we got the heat wave here, and it it was kind of funny on the news on this right after each other. They're like, oh, uh, today sixty people have died from the COVID, but today if we're gonna have a heat wave, four hundred people might die. 
So I'm like, okay, more people are going to die from the heat wave than the COVID. So, yeah. so what the hell's going to happen? <laughs> so I'm like, the narrative here? Like? <laughs> well, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're the very same over here, man. You know what I mean? Well, you say that, but we're not. Some, well, no, we're some not. Some people get, so we've got a, a very right-wing kind of, well, it's the same as the US. The media is pretty uh, headstrong, keeping people well, wrong. Basically, the media are in bed with government. The same as most media all over the world. Like, so yeah. Very there's very little room for independent journalism anywhere around the world at the minute. And and most independent journalists don't even want to lift their head above the fire pit because as you know, they'll get ostracized for it. So right. and in this PC world that we live in at the minute, Dennis, as you know, being yeah. of the same vintage as we are, we've seen how the world has changed in even ten years. And it's it's not a good place where we're going, I don't think, brother. <clears throat> not, not, to, not to end on a, on a, on a doomsday in order. Right? No, come on, no, let's pick it up here a little bit now, Dennis. Come on. <laughs> How'd you get on with the, grand, with the grandson, anyway? Oh, yeah, the grandson's awesome. The granddaughter is going to be six tomorrow. I wish I could be there. Too bad they had to move up to in Michigan. But it was good seeing them a few months ago. And we Skype with her yesterday. And Skype. It's just good seeing, oh, Grandpa, I want you here. I wish you were going on it. It's like, uh, it makes my heart melt. <laughs> yeah. It's, ama it's amazing being a grandfather. Yeah. What's the deal with Michigan? That's like a, do you go, <laughs> do you ever go to Michigan anymore? Because it gets really cold up there, doesn't it? Yeah, it gets really cold up there. I've been to Detroit quite a bit for work. So that's the most extreme I've been to in Michigan. Yeah. yeah it gets really cold. Well, you know, when I was in the Air Force in South Dakota, we were working on the, the B-52s, and um, my, my, first, my first Christmas, we're out there on the flight line. It was negative 30 degrees. Uh, I guess I have to... What's no, negative? No. Yeah, but when it gets to minus forty, it gets it starts to equalize itself out, I believe. So yeah, you're not too far off. Yeah, I mean it was it was like negative thirty or something and like forty, fifty mile an hour winds. And it was just crazy. And they said it was a we're out there working and they told us that at negative seventy they can close the flight line. I mean negative seventy wind chill. And then, you know, we're out there, oh, can we come in yet? No, it's negative 68. <laughs> like, come on. A couple more degrees, and we're, like, working on the airplane and stuff. Oh, you're in the cool your chamber? My <laughs> What the fuck? And then, we get and then, yeah, and then finally yeah. a negative. I think that's why I think that's why I like the heat now, because uh, it froze my ass off. I'm still thawing out. <laughs> <'Cause it> was... <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, like, extremely cold up there so we don't yeah. specialize we don't we don't specialize in uh winter time over here so if we get snow or ice over here oh, the, con the country just shuts down stops going for we don't really get much snow it's more cold but wet and dank that's mm. the weather over here it's more moist that's weird. and wet. That's, that's weird you would think from being so far north you'd still get some snow but that's very very rare we're an island in the middle of the atlantic Essentially, we're not we're yeah. not too bad. 
Yeah, I guess because yeah, you're around the ocean, it wouldn't snow that much. Interesting. Yeah. Well, this topic went into a region, a global, global <laughs> geographically <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot about we actually play music. <laughs> but yeah, well, what other questions do we have? What else do you want to know about us, Dennis? Uh, what else? Do you guys do anything else for fun besides drink? Now, Dennis, how dare you pull that stereotype on us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have another one. <laughs> what Ishka? You're on the Ishka. Ishka is uh, Ishka Baha. Ishka. That's what we're on. Ishka means uh, water. Water in Irish. In Irish. What uh, What do we do for fun? What we do for fun? Not music anyway, that's a fucking fact. Just music, huh? John doesn't have fun playing music, no. No, John has fun playing music, but he doesn't have fun uh, create, creating it. Uh, let me see, John is John is actually a, a gym instructor, so John John is actually a, one, he's a, basically a blockhead. Is that is that what you call it? Is that what you call a meathead? John John's John's a meathead. I do a bit of, I do a bit of physical exercise, yes. Yeah. Just to keep myself in trim sure. And that's basically one of my loves. And uh, I watch a bit of football, a bit of soccer, as you know it over in over the States. Like. Yeah, the premiership, John. Yeah, the premiership is a big deal in Ireland and all as well. So they'd be the other two loves other than I'm a social addict. Tubbert Tub now is going to go down and get another one of them bottles now in about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I basically, yeah, so I come home, I, I don't really see people all the time back in Ireland and the little village that we live in, everyone's up for get, getting together and having fun all the time. So yeah, and we live on the beaches, we live in a, a coastal area. So we hang out at the beaches and stuff quite a lot, and we hang out on boats and a lot of surfing and stuff going there's on. There's a lot of surfing going on around here and all as well. So we got a group of friends that surf quite a lot. Obviously, it's not as good as your neck of the woods. You guys have really good surf. Yeah, yeah. And the temperature is not that good here, so everyone is always wearing like wetsuits and all to uh, mm. survive the temperate weather. You know. But, yeah. Even yeah, even though in the valleys it's um, in the hundreds, at the beach it'll get like 80, 85, but the water temperature here here is always cold. I don't think the water temperature gets too much above uh, 65, 68. Well, we can go lower than you, so I don't want to hear that crying about, <laughs> about, water, temperature. <laughs> about water temperature. You're, you're taking bats over there, Dennis, compared to what we have. You're taking a hot bath. <laughs> Yeah, so. so that's it really. Yeah, I just look at when the recession kicked in, I just got back into got re educated and went back to college or whatever and started doing health and fitness and, and went from there really. Obviously I don't do that as a full time job, which is just fuck all in it like. So I have a nine to five or whatever and I just keep myself in trim, so that's pretty much what I do. Nothing really fucking amazing about that, Dennis. What do you do yourself? Yeah, what do you like yourself, Dennis? What are your passions and loves other than music? Um, well, my main job is I'm 40 years now working on various 
avenues of the aircraft industry, instruments, accessories, and stuff. You're not one of these donkey boys, are you? <laughs> 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 no, and then uh, come home. I have all kinds of hobbies. I like to cook. I like to garden. I like to. Uh, oh yeah, see you on Twitter actually. Work, work on cars and. Every American that I know is like really into cars and motors. Yeah. You have to support that oil industry, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Drilled into the head. I don't know. Elon, Elon is going to sort all that out now. Yeah, yeah. Until Toyota come along. Toyota are building, Toyota are building a factory near... What's it called again? Fukushima. Not Fukushima. What's the what's that mountain again? The really anyway. Toyota are gonna to take over apparently this whole hybrid electronic car situation. They started to move families out to this enormous uh site where they're gonna start specializing in electronic and hybrid companies to build uh, especially Toyota. You're a more modern motorbike man, don't you, Hans? Yeah. I've seen you there. You have a little piece, don't you? I'm sure, but you have a bike, don't you? Yeah, I got a, I got a 150 Honda. It's just, just basically a scooter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No Harley Davidsons. No, uh, it's this. It goes back to the drumming thing. I, I don't have the coordination. I could never. What? I could never drive. A, <laughs> I could never drive a you stick. You need to get a rope. You need to start doing the jump rope every day. That's it. <laughs> Can you teach that old dog new tricks though? That's what we need to know. I don't think so. Not 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 on that. <laughs> uh, I, I like my. I like to turn the throttle and I just go. I can't be shifting here with this foot and breaking with that foot and doing with this hand. I just get too confused. Yeah, the e-scooters, they seem... I had a, I had a smaller one for a few times, but uh, the ones I have are kind of cheap and they're, you know... Going over bumps and tracks, railroad tracks and stuff, and they kind of fell apart after a while. But I mean, go down to fucking cities, especially San Francisco, with those fucking electronic scooters. Yeah, crashing like people just crashing and taking the piss. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. They're starting to have those here a lot on the side of the the uh, sidewalks. You can use your phone and use the scooters and the little bike, electronic bikes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's it, really. That's pretty much it, really. Yeah, that's. This was fun, man. Appreciate it. Listen, it's actually nice to actually sit down and chat to you eventually. Twitter and you know yourself, we've been chatting to each other for about what year, year and a half, maybe even. Yeah, at least a year and a half. Yeah. And uh, I remember actually. First time I ever seen you was on uh, was on a podcast. I can't remember what it was. You ran up with Drury and ran up with another couple of people. Um, but it's been it's been great to chat to you, man. It's good to good to actually connect. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. This is fun. Look at this. Can you see the end of that bottle? It's almost oh, gone. Oh, it's almost gone. 
Well, it was only half bottle anyway, so. <laughs> Don't worry, Dennis. He's going, I'm going to send him out to get another one now. <laughs> yeah, so, so nice. yeah, man. Listen, it's been great to connect with you. Yeah, nice one, Dennis. Nice chatting, chatting to you, man. Thanks for the yeah. idea. The whole, whole perspective changes a lot of th things as well, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right, man. Right, look up. From Ireland. From Ireland. Slaunch your brother. <laughs> anyway, right. <laughs> Be good. See you later.